Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to Nespa's New Depths podcast, where we talk to members around the region. Uh, we are filming this in our headquarters here in Hamilton, New Jersey. This is where we have our podcast studio. Uh, this is where we do these, except for when we're out on site, and you've seen some of those out by poolside. Uh, one of the other things we have here, for those of you who've never been to our headquarters facility, is a training room, full training facility, both in our warehouse and a room with um, high-end AV and everything to create great presentations. We do a lot of training here, and uh, actually today, the day that we're filming this, we have a program here called the Rookie to All-Star Program, and that's a program that Nespa actually created for people getting started in the pool industry, newer, newer, newish employees to get a broader exposure to the industry. And that program was created uh, with Mr. Brian Diglio, who I happen to have here today. He was instructing earlier today and decided he had nothing better to do but stick around for a little while longer and, Why not? and talk to me. Well, we could talk for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brian uh, is the owner of Blue Wave uh, Pool Service and Supplies up in Connecticut. He's involved with our Connecticut chapter. And uh, Brian, why don't you tell a little bit about how you got in the industry and, and well, what brings you here today? This is probably going into my 37th year. Um, when I was 22, I thought it'd be glamorous to uh, buy a pool service business uh, that I knew nothing about. Uh, you know, I was mechanically inclined. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to work for a little bit of doing construction and things like that, working for my Uncle Guido. If you're a Northeast guy, you get that uh, in construction. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I knew I wanted to do a little bit something different. This was an opportunity. After the first year of being in it through the first season, I realized I really needed to figure out what I was doing out there. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually went to what I believe was probably one of the first schools that NESPA had. And it was, I think, in Central Jersey's warehouse. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a basic setup in a warehouse during the winter. There was no heat. They had a kerosene heater going, and they had to plug it in uh, when the speaker wasn't talking, then unplug it <laughs> so you can actually hear the person. So you didn't have heat all the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there was any running water for the uh, bathrooms either, because I seem to remember a garden hose <laughs> running in. So when we had to flush the toilet. Oh, so, how far we've come. Yeah, congratulations. You've come a, a long way. And if uh, people haven't been down here to see the setup that you have here now, it's a, it's a beautiful setup. I encourage everybody to come down here and see this, yeah. the way that you have the pool set up uh, with the different filter pads from the different manufacturers. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was, it was well thought out. And, you know, going through the years and seeing the progress of what you have here uh, is really good. And it, it's exciting to see. And it was exciting uh, again today to be able to train in person. Yeah. Again, and you can tell the people that were in the class too were also excited about being out there. Yeah, that's that's uh, it's great to have the rooms full again, and we do have a full training schedule this this um, winter with hands-on tile and coping classes and pool plumbing essentials, and we have some Genesis programs running, uh, uh, certified service technician CST class. So there's a lot going on, including rookie school. And you're right, the online world that we were living in, and, and certainly learned a lot of lessons from is great and will be additive to education in general. It's another way to learn certain things, but it works for certain things. And what happens in a classroom with a group of people who can see and touch and interact is, is a totally different way to learn. And 
not only are there only certain, not only are there certain things that can only really be taught that way, but there are certain people that need that environment to not just hear what the instructor has to say, but actually have it stick mm-hmm. in some way. Yeah, it, it was good to see the interaction, and you know, one of the things I try to do in teaching is, you know, get a little bit of interaction going, find out, you know, right. uh, again how some other people are doing it uh, out in the field. Also, mm-hmm. you know, I tell the classes, you know, when you're on your breaks in the coffee, make sure that you talk to somebody, ask them what they're doing uh, to find out. Sometimes those things that you start talking about or you make a conversation, you make a friend, you pass a card along, and next thing you know, you guys are talking, hey, what do you do in this situation? And it it helps out. Well, that's that's such a big part of of training, and it's part of being part of an association like ours, is that ability to have a network that you can lean on and ask questions of and not everything is in a textbook right not everything is is on a powerpoint slide sometimes there's these sort of in the gap questions that come from just doing it Mm -hmm. and you can ask the instructor and you can engage but you know the the person two rows over and three seats back asks a question that like you were thinking or it addresses a problem that you have that's step one okay great so he asked that question and i heard what the instructor had to say step two is like you said coffee break Go say hi. Yeah. Say I got that same I got that same issue. Maybe you had that same issue and you did something about it. And you say, you know, I tried this. Oh, great! And the next thing you know, you're throwing ideas back and forth, and you're getting a little bit better, right? You're 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 fixing a little bit at a time in your business. That's that's what it's all about is you know sharing some information. Uh, you know, it seems like a lot of things is social media people sharing things back and forth, but right. that uh, that interaction that you have when you're actually talking to somebody right. uh, always is a good thing. Yeah, especially now that we have heat and bathrooms. That heat and bath. It is. You know, we're, we're living, <laughs> really helps the environment. Uh, luxury living here. We we have. But uh, yeah, I, I could tell you. You know, I, I guess I'm starting to be the historian uh, after you know 36, 37 mm-hmm. years of uh, how these programs have progressed, and it's a fantastic thing to see. Yeah. So you were taking all those classes, everything you could, um, here at Nespa, down in Atlantic City, and then at some point you felt comfortable enough to step into an instructor role. And so tell us how kind of that went. Like when did, what were the first classes you taught and how did you, uh, was it, was it, I don't know, get the courage or the ability or the, the idea to stand in front of the class instead of sitting in it? Well, it, you know, it definitely took a little bit of time, uh, knowing what, uh, my, what I was teaching about or what I was going to, to right. talk about. That took a little bit of time to build up. And it, it started out with, uh, with Conspa, um, just getting involved with, with Conspa and, uh, getting, I used to go to so many of the different education, whatever was out there, right. I would take. And I remember actually, uh, early on going to a Conspa meeting and there was, uh, a guy there, he, he's still around, uh, from the old uh, Pentair. Uh, actually, it was called PacFab back there. And he spoke on pumps, filters, and he gave everybody a little test. Now, I was probably only, you know, I was 22 years old, and I'm sitting in the room with all these, these guys. Well, I had just gone through the class down in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I aced it, got 100. Everybody, who is that guy? <laughs> so I remember that. Made, like, but So I would take anything I right. could because I knew nothing about pools. Like, like I say, I, I, we had a sprinkler growing up. We didn't have a pool that was luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started out just taking as many classes 
that I could, eventually uh, getting into a little bit of the education with CONSPA, being the education chairman in CONSPA, uh, teaching and helping out back then. It was called the, uh, the Tech 1 and the Tech 2 classes, right. so that got me up there uh, speaking. And again, I only did certain sections of that that I knew that I can yeah. present well, because I think that's one of the things, too. People say, well, you know, it's tough to get up in front of people and talk. Well, sometimes it is, and you know, it still gets to me sometimes. But if it's something that you know what you're talking about, and you feel that you know, I really want to help people with this, right. it's it's a little bit easier. And um, from there, then I started to look at the certified pool operator classes and teaching those. Uh, and going through that process. That's a whole program become, you have to go through to become an instructor, right? It is. And that really uh, was, to me, it was a little bit of a, an intense program becoming the instructor. I loved it. It was it was really good. And I, I remember you know showing up to that class, and the first night, the first thing that they do is they give you a test, and it's closed book. So you have to know some of these calculations, and there's math things. And I remember just freezing up on that test and you see the guy next to you and he's writing and all of a sudden he starts sweating You're like okay now I'm, I'm falling behind or whatever so uh you know and i take that a lot of times when i'm trying to explain you know calculations and things like that because i know for me it doesn't come easy uh school and high school you know was, right. was difficult so when i'm trying to train or talk in front of a classroom i'm always trying to make sure that i'm putting it in the right way that's easy uh, for people to pick up and feel yeah. they can ask a question too, and that that's such an important part of of instructing, right? Is it's not just a matter of having the information. Say it's not teaching a class is not just saying information out loud so people can write it down. You could hand them a piece of paper, right? Yeah, it's trying to take complex information, and that's a relative word, you know, complex to the audience wherever they are. And break it down in a way that they can get it, digest it, mm -hmm. understand it, be able to work with it, not, you know, and not going too far either sometimes. Like, what are they, what are you, what are you trying to communicate? Communicate that, you know, you, with some context so they can learn it, not always just, it's not just telling everything you've ever known about everything, yeah. <laughs> just to yeah. throw things, throw things out there. Yeah. What's that, uh, John Maxwell? People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. That's right? a great line. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's true too. Yep. So, what advice would you give for someone who might be have been in one of your classes, or who's been around Nespa, or who's watching this, that's been in their truck or in their head, going, you know, I, I, I think I want to do that. I think I want to teach. I think I got an idea for a class. And like, it's hard to make that leap because it takes a lot of things. It takes, you know, a certain level of skill and ability, but it also takes some confidence, right? Yeah. It takes a starting point. You know, it's like, well, where, where do I start that? Like, what would you say to someone who is maybe on that edge in their teetering in their head that to, to how to get started, how to take the first step? They want to share, you know, with doing that. Yeah. Uh, probably with their local chapters. Going, you know, they're always looking for people to That's give true. presentations. I mean, for uh, our local chapter in uh, Connecticut, uh, I do a winterization class myself and Bob Russell. Mm -hmm. So they're always looking for somebody to present something and yeah. you know give to their members. So if you have something that you want to talk about, and maybe you don't want to do it in front of your chapter, but you want to do it in front of other chapters, you come to NESPA yeah. and say, "Hey, I'd like to you know get a little bit more involved." 
you know, what do I have to do with the, with the training to do this? That's a great idea. It's a great, it's a good suggestion too, because the way our chapters have their board meetings and they often have dinner presentations, basically, you know, one hour or 45 minutes and they can be anything. And if you're not involved with your local chapter, you should check out some of their meetings because it's, it's not always water chemistry or uh, plumbing. I think our Metro chapter in April is doing a class on load securement, mm-hmm. right? That type of thing. You go like, yeah, I probably need to know, yeah. you know, and they're having someone come in who's, who's an expert in that area. There's a lot of different things that you and your, in your business every day interact with that aren't just your mainstream, uh, pool issues, right? They're contractor related issues or they're DOT related issues, trucking, fleet management. It could be anything, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the local chapters have a lot of those programs, and it's a great spot for someone with an idea and some ambition to, to try themselves out a little bit. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good thing, starting to get back with meetings, uh, people opening up a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to that. And I, I think we need that. We need to that interaction again, getting back out there, going to some, some local, local meetings. We've all gotten a little too comfortable sometimes and say, eh, it's easy enough, I don't need to go out tonight. But, uh, you know, the... the People that you meet, the friends that you make, uh, you know, going through this at, again, you know, I was a young kid when I started out. I would try to go to as many things as I could, meet as many people as I, as yeah. I could. And that was, that was important too, is, is always making sure, you know, uh, trying to build relationships and friendships. Yeah, you know, you might be, uh, competitive with somebody, but right. let's all compete on the same level. And, you For know, sure. uh, one of the things, that we'll touch on, I guess, is, you know, with Connecticut and the licensing. And I remember being involved with that when that first started coming out. And I remember going back to actually one of uh, my early jobs that I got stiffed on by Mm -hmm. a a customer who didn't pay me the full amount that we billed out. And I remember, you know, I think it was my first year in business saying, hmm, do you think this guy would have done that to the guy who came out to fix his furnace too? And I was like, you know, I I'm, I really want to be a professional at this. And that always stuck in my head that I wanted to see some kind of licensing so the homeowners would see us mm-hmm. as professionals out in the backyard. And we still have, you know, we still have a long way to go in that. And the pool industry is definitely getting better. Uh, you know, down south, out west, you know, you see all the... Um, mergers with the different pool companies and things yeah, like that sure. that are that are going on in the home services. You know, like I tell my class, one of the things with the rookie to all star is you know all about that first impressions, all about how you go out there, um, yeah. you know, and do what you do. And you know, if you can be the greatest technician in the world, but if the customer doesn't want you in the backyard, you got a problem. So we have to work on other things, right. not just the technical part of what we're doing out there. I, I think that's interesting. I think that's great that you work that into Rookie to All-Star, and that's, I want to talk a little bit about how that, that program came together, that you work the soft skill, which is sometimes really hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> to work on soft skills, but did you work that stuff in there that how you, that learning this business is not just about learning which way to turn the wrench, but how to interact with people, how to communicate to the customer, how to communicate back with your office, mm-hmm. how to prepare paperwork, how to make sure that all the details are written in the right way. Like that's all 
really important to being successful in your career and ultimately making the business you're working for successful. And, you know, I talked about it with individuals on other podcasts about this idea of education kind of having this waterfall effect, right? Where you have the, the big picture stuff that you make, the products of specific stuff you might get from a manufacturer. You have our programs here at NESPA and at the show or at the chapter that are somewhat generalized, but on specific topics. But then that's got to go one step further back to your company because everybody is installing filters and every company is installing them different. Not better or worse, not correct or incorrect, Mm -hmm. just where they keep the parts in their office, how they inventory their warehouse, how they check stuff in and out, how, how, what they do if they're missing something, what is their, there's a process for everything that's unique to each company. It's the fabric of that company. And you have to take that education all the way back down to that level and train your team. And the stuff you're talking about in, in rookie school, all, you know, that needs to go back to the office and then talk about how that works into the fabric of that, your company's culture. Yeah, and I, and I talk about the, the individual. You, know, you all should look at yourself as being, you know, Dominic Inc. or Brian Inc. You know, work on yourself. You know, you got to make mm-hmm. yourself valuable to that organization that, right. that you're with. I mean, I still have a mindset that I'm trying to make myself valuable. How about if I didn't want to do Blue Wave Pool Service anymore and I wanted to go work for a manufacturer or work at a distributor or something like that? Right. What skills do I need to learn to be able to do these things? How am I going to make myself more valuable if I want to shift gears or do something sure. uh, somewhere else? So you always have to keep that in your mind that you want to build up your value, your education, what you know, um, yeah. and so you can progress. So buy a business take a lot of classes, start teaching classes. And then here we are today talking about a program that you're not just teaching, but you, that you helped develop. Mm-hmm. Right. So how did that process kind of, kind of go for you? You know, it's, it's people are members, they send their employees down here or they come down to take these programs. And it's kind of like, go into a movie and you sit there and you really enjoy the movie. And then every once in a while I go like, how did they make that? How did that, how did that get from someone's head into, you know, what, what ended up on the screen? So what was that like kind of taking that jump from not just instructing other people's material, but to doing some real course creation on your own? Yeah. The the course creation, as I mentioned, if I'm going to get up and talk to people, I really need to feel comfortable about what I'm teaching. Um, you know, I, I think some of the stuff from rookie to all-star might've been something that they had around, uh, NESPA from years ago and it really wasn't developed too much. And I knew that, you know, they asked me to do it down Atlantic city. I was like, okay, I, I, I have to talk for four hours in front of, uh, you know, I need a little content. And, uh, I'm very fortunate in my office. I have Justin, uh, who was my office manager and he is a whiz with the PowerPoints Mm-hmm. And everything that was in my head that I kind of wanted to put on there, um, <clears throat> in the, the flow of it, uh, he was able to put on there if I wanted to have like a, a picture of an impeller and have circles around it and stuff like that. So, right. you know, him being on that end of the creation part, uh, and being able to do that has worked out good with a partnership yeah. with what we do on that end. Well, it's been a very successful program. Um, we, run into the show for the last couple of years uh, here at the office. We have two sessions running this spring. Uh, the one you taught today was sold out and the other one's almost there. So it's definitely something that seems to fill a need, you know, a need in the industry for that level of training. And it's, and uh, you know, it's a credit to you for putting it together and doing a great job organizing it. 
Yeah, you know, we what we started to do is think about all the little things that we've been telling our crew over the years. It's it's all those little things, um, you know. To give you an example, just with the paperwork and filling out the paperwork properly, right. uh, you know, and we have people that are in the class that just aren't technicians, but office staff that go. And I always get the shaking of the heads with the, from the office <laughs> staff when I say, okay, uh, how do you feel about filling out paperwork? And I make a, a comparison. Okay, if you went to um, get your car fixed, they handed you a $900 bill and said fixed car. How's that go over with you? Do you think, you know, you want a little right. bit more detail? Well, you got to think about that when you're out in the field as well. And the office people say yes. And, you know, same thing. Do you, you like to have your parts numbers written down? These are all the little things that are going to take you from that rookie to an all-star because now people are going to say, hey, you know, that person out in the field, they're doing a great job. They hand in their paperwork. Yeah. They fill out everything on the, the iPad or whatever and send it in. And there's no questions that have to go back and forth. Uh, for that's going to be great having both sides of that equation in the classroom sometimes because there's i'm sure for at least some people there's some empathy that goes back and forth this understanding of like oh but if i don't do that she can't do her job or he can't do his job you know like and how uh in most businesses you're part of some kind of a system yeah you know and there's different people responsible for different parts of it and if you break your part of the system, it, it has an effect down, down the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see that. And that's something that I always struggle with. And I tell people, I, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you're hot, you're tired, you've, you've been working, you know, filling out things, but you don't understand if not, if you're not working in the office, you're going to get the phone call and you're going to have to explain what happened or what's going on. So it's right. all those little things that make it mm-hmm. a little bit different. And if you want to be, you know, that, that key person at the office, you know, says you're good and uh, to go out there, it's that little bit of paperwork that has to be done and yeah. completed properly. Well, it's great that that's part of the program. And like I said, Rookie School has been a, been a great success for us and for the industry and everybody who sends their, their people here. Um, and I'm glad that having that class here in the building created the opportunity for you to sit down and have a little bit of this conversation with us about your experience in the industry and how important education is and, um, and how important networking is. I think it was, I think that's a real key thing that came out of this conversation is for people to understand how much education and training isn't just from the front of the room, you know, to the people in the seats, but also from the people in the seats to the people in the seats and how that, that ability to meet other, meet your peers and get to know them is such an important part of, the, the training and education process. Yeah. So this has been great. This is really good information. If you've never had the opportunity to sign up or send any of your team to the rookie to all-star program, we do, ha- we do run it every year. We run it in a few different areas. Check out, check it out on our website. We've got a lot of classes running right now and there'll be plenty more, plenty more through the late summer and, and into the fall. So, uh, thank you, Brian. Anything well, you want to say no. in a wrap? No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Good. So thank you for checking out the latest episode of Nespa's New Depths podcast, and we'll see you soon.